Well, glory. I said glory. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen and amen. I am, I am honored, Pastor, to uh, get the opportunity, the privilege to bring the Word of God today. I want to be honest with you. Pastor said, uh, he said, have you got one for us tonight? And I said, I've got the Word tonight. I've got something to say, and it's right out of the Bible. I'm telling you that it may seem elementary to some, but you know what? Sometimes we just need to get things simplified and get back down to the basic. I want to tell you that this is a, uh, a time that we need to press into God. We need to find out just a little bit more. But right now, I want to, I want to go back to, to the beginning. If you have your Bibles with you, will you turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 1. And when you have that, will you go ahead and stand for the reading of God's Word here tonight? Says in John chapter number one, starting in verse forty-five, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathan Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no gall. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Father in heaven, Lord God, I pray that this word would be one, Lord, that would come to, from the throne of heaven, Lord God, through my lips to this congregation. And Lord, that we would hear your word tonight. And God, that it would change lives, that it would uh, fulfill prophecies, Lord God, that it would answer prayers, Lord, tonight here in this place. I pray, Lord God, that your spirit would flow through this word, Lord God, and it would just, just be all around us tonight. Lord, I thank you for all that you've already done in our lives and in our services today. Lord, I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. If I could be so elementary as to tell you there is nothing more important right now in this time than to tell you something that, that I have. I have found him who the prophets and Moses did talk about. I want to tell you tonight that, that without a doubt, I have Jesus Christ in my heart, and there is no doubt about it that I have found the one that the Bible spoke about way back in the beginning when they, they called and said that he would be born of the woman. That is the one that I have found. I know that it may seem like you've already heard this message, but I'm telling you right now that I have found found the one. If you believe that, give him praise in this house tonight. I'm going to tell you that, that when we found something that we've been looking for for a long time, I'm going to tell you that the first thing that we want to do is go and tell somebody about it. I don't know about you, but when I got engaged, I had to make a phone call. When I found the one that I was going to marry, I knelt down on one knee. You all might not uh, uh, understand this, but I was trying to wrangle her down. She was walking all through the house, and I said, man, if she'd just stand still for just one minute, I'd propose to her, my heart beating out of my 
my chest, but I'm telling you, when I finally got her wrangled in one spot, dropped down on a knee, proposed to her, she said yes. And you know what I had to do? I had to call somebody and tell them what I had got. I have got the one that God has chosen for me. And I'm telling you right now, without a shadow of doubt, I have found the one that Moses in the law did prophesy about. And he is Jesus Christ. Give him praise again in this place. Philip went to Nathaniel and he said, we found him. We've got the guy. We know exactly who he is. We know exactly where he came from. He said he is the seed of the woman. He said he's the seed of Abraham, the prophet like Moses, the, the branch, the seed of David, the prince of peace, Jesus of Nazareth. I tell you right now that he is the one that we have come out to seek. And if you've come out for a, a big word or some, some kind of big theologian talk, I'm telling you right now, I don't have it for you, but I'm telling you in the, in the sweetest words that I've got in my mouth, Jesus is the king who was prophesied about. No other name by which man can be saved except that through Jesus Christ. I found him. Church, I found him tonight. Friends and family, I found him tonight. I know exactly who he is. He's not hidden any longer, but he is the king of kings. Philip had just enough teaching in him to come and tell Nathaniel, he said, we found the one. We found who he is. He said he's Jesus of Nazareth. He had just enough there that, that he knew that he had found him. But he didn't know how to explain it any better than that. Church, I want to tell you tonight, I've, I, I, I don't have all the big words. I didn't, I didn't go to some big college to tell you all the, the, the 50 cent words or the, the, the long handled words. But I'm going to tell you right now, I found the one. Nathaniel looked at him. He said, are you sure you found the one? I'm telling you tonight, he found the one. And he said, I don't know what else to tell you. You just need to come with me and see. You don't need to stay where you are, but you need to come with me and just take a look and see for yourself that I found the one. Tonight, I'm going to tell you that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I found the one. You need to come with me and you need to see who it is that I'm talking about tonight. Philip said, come and see. He said, try him out. The psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know about you tonight, but I am so glad that I took that one step. When somebody came and told me, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And I said, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm telling you right now, I took that first step out of that pew, out of that aisle, and I walked down to the front of the church, and I gave my heart to the Lord. And I'm telling you right now, it's the greatest decision you'll ever make if you haven't made it already today. It is the best thing that will ever happen to you. But Nathaniel had, had a problem there, didn't he? Nathaniel looked at him and he said, can any, any good thing come out of Nazareth? Are you sure that this is the one that you're supposed to be talking about? Is this, is this really the one? 
You know, Nathaniel, he was a pretty wise guy there. He was pretty smart. He, he knew his stuff. And he said, man, I've heard this song and dance before. I, I've heard that he's already happened. I've heard that he's already come. I don't know if I can believe this. I don't know if you're really talking about the one that, that has come to save the world. I don't know about any of these things. He, he said, I've heard this boy crying wolf before. I've heard of all these stories before. It's like us every single day when we, when we get a phone call on that cell phone and you look at it and there's a number you don't know. You know who it is? It's probably a telemarketer. But you know what happened to me? I, I started getting the, the church phone uh, calls forwarded to my phone and I thought, oh, it's another scam. It's another. And you know what happened? I picked it up. I said, hello. I, 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 hello. And they said, they said, is this Topside Church of God? And I thought, my Lord, I stepped in it right there. You see, he wasn't expecting, Nathaniel wasn't expecting to find the actual one, just like I wasn't expecting when I picked up that phone to have somebody actually calling to talk to the church, to find out where our services were, to find out something about God. I, was, I stepped right in it right there, didn't I? Because I'd heard it before. And I didn't believe that it was actually what it was. Nathaniel heard it all before. And reluctantly, he made a decision. Reluctantly, he started walking. Reluctantly, he started moving in a direction that he didn't really know what was going to happen when he got there. Reluctantly. The whole time, I can imagine the conversation that's going on in his mind and talking to Philip. I don't think you found exactly what you think you found. Just like people, when I tell them, you know what, I found Jesus Christ and I don't need to go to the bar anymore. When I found Jesus Christ and I don't need to watch that stuff on TV anymore. When I found Jesus Christ and I don't need to watch the, that stuff that I used to watch. I don't need to listen to that stuff on the radio anymore. I'm telling you, I found Jesus Christ. Something in my life has got to change. And people around me are looking at me and they're saying, it can't be. That's not what you're supposed to do. You just keep on coming with us to the bar. You just keep on coming with us and watching those shows. You just keep on coming with us and you can do whatever you want because that's not who Jesus Christ really is. I can imagine the conversation there that's happening. You know, I used to get those telemarketer calls sometimes. I used to get, I used to get happy when they called. Nicole, she, she'd get mad at me. She'd probably get mad at me for telling this, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell it. I've got the microphone. So. But I used to get I used to get those telemarketer calls, and they'd say, uh, is this the homeowner? And I said, no, it's not. And they, they'd say, well, is the homeowner home? And I said, well, I hope not, because I'm robbing this place right now. And I'd just click the phone down, just hang out, see if somebody would come, and see if the police would show up. She used to get so mad at me. She still gets so mad at me, but that's not the reason anymore. Let me get back. Get back. See, Nathaniel couldn't believe. Couldn't believe what he was hearing. How can the Messiah be from Nazareth? How can it be that the Messiah came from this God-forsaken place? 
How can it be that this is the one? I'm pretty sure that if I read the scripture correctly that the Messiah was supposed to come from Bethlehem. I'm pretty sure that the Messiah was supposed to come from a different place. I thought he was supposed to be the the seed of David. I thought he was supposed to be all this. But you're telling me that he came from a place called Nazareth? I just don't believe. I just don't believe that this is the one. And this is what I came to share with you tonight. I want you to hear me tonight. That Jesus, as Nathaniel came up reluctantly, as he walked over and he just kept on walking towards Jesus, he shaking his head, I can't believe I'm wasting my time with this. I can't believe that I'm even taking time out of my day to go and see somebody that I don't even believe that is the Messiah, that is the one that you're talking about. I know you've got a lot of hype in you tonight, but I, I, I don't know why that you think, Philip, that this is the one. And, and Nathaniel just keeps on walking. And as he gets up towards Jesus Christ, he's walking. And I, I don't know, I'm imagining in my mind that he doesn't even see him down the road. But once he looks at him, he looks up and Jesus looked at him and said, An Israelite indeed. In whom there's no guile. This is the the one. Nathaniel looked at him and he said, How do you know me? He said, How do you know me? You know, I thought for years as I read this story, I'm, I'm somebody that likes to poke fun at people sometimes. When I see you in, I'll just, I'll just give you a little jab every once in a while. And I thought when I read this that Jesus was giving that jab back to Nathaniel. Like, how can Jesus come from Nazareth? How can the Messiah come from that place? But when I read this now, when, I, when I've studied over this word, Jesus looked at him and he said, an Israelite indeed. He's not talking about being somebody that he's not, but he's He's telling Nathaniel, this is what an Israelite looks like. This is somebody that I believe is the, the true epitome of what a true disciple of the Jewish faith looks like. This is the one that studied the word. This is somebody that has been there in the trenches, has prayed to God, has, has gotten his word up to heaven. And this is what he looks like. You see, he had studied the word. He tried to live up to the standard that God had set for him. He's not just an Israelite on the outside, but he's an Israelite on the inside. Some of us need to hear that word tonight, that we don't need to just be a Christian on the outside, looking good in our, in our clothes on Sunday morning. We don't need to look like a Christian in church on, on the, the platform right here in the altar. We don't just need to look like a Christian when we're standing around a bunch of our other Christian folk, but we need to look like a Christian no matter where we are. We need to look like him. We need to walk like him. We need to act like him. I'm telling you right now, there's too many Christians out there or so-called that will stand up and say, I'm a Christian. And then the next thing they say is beating down on their brother, beating down on their church, beating down on the people around them. I'm telling you right now that Jesus Christ came to lift people up out of the muck and out of the mire, to pull people out of the fire. And that is exactly what we need to do as Christians. Christians. He said, you're an Israelite indeed. You're 
somebody that I can, I can trust. You're somebody that knows the word. You're no, you know exactly what you're looking for. So when you see me standing here right now, I know who you are, and you ought to know who I am here tonight. Give him praise in this house. When Jesus pointed out Nathaniel, he was giving him the introduction to say to everybody around in that place, I know you. I know exactly who you are. Without a shadow of a doubt, I know your name. I know where you came from. I know everything about you. Don't think for one minute I don't know who you are. Jesus is telling you right now, he knows your backstory, he knows your front story, he knows everything about you. He knows exactly what you did last night. If you watched that movie, you probably should. Telling you right now, Jesus has your number. He knows exactly who you are. Nathaniel asked him a question. How do you know me? Ask yourself that question right now. How does Jesus know me? How does Jesus know you? It's amazing. It's amazing when we see that this unfolds that there was something. There was something there. I'd love to know what was there. Church, there's there's something that was there. That when Nathaniel looked at him and said, how do you know me? That changed the entire perception of who he thought he was into what he knew that he was. There was something that Jesus said to him there that, that changed all of what he thought about the man standing in front of him there at that place. I want to tell you that he knows everything about you tonight. Without a shadow of a doubt, when you look at Jesus Christ tonight and you say, how do you know me? I'm telling you that he knows every intimate thing about your life. He knows the hairs on your head or the lack thereof. He knows exactly what you're thinking right now. He knows exactly what your thoughts are. He knows the skepticism in your mind of what he's capable of and what you think he's capable of and what you think he's not capable of. And I'm telling you right now, without a shadow of a doubt, my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we should ask or think. He's able to tell you anything that, that is going on in your life. Nathaniel looked at him and he said, how do you know me? He said, before, before Philip ever came to get you. I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't know the length of time there between that time. Between the time that Jesus saw him and that Philip called him it might have been a year it might have been a month it might have been five minutes I don't know it doesn't really matter Jesus said before Philip came and got you I saw you under the fig tree I tell you right now that Jesus sees you where you're at Jesus knows the thoughts that you think 
It's all you. You know, we could spin that one of two ways. We could say that maybe Nathaniel was in a sinning state. That Jesus saw him in that place. But I don't think that's the way that it was. I don't believe that's the situation that was going on right there where Nathaniel was underneath that fig tree. I don't think that's what happened there. And, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. Something happened there that changed the entire perception. Something that was said by Nathaniel there under that fig tree. Something that was done there. And I don't know if you've ever had the, this happen to you. But I believe that Nathaniel was under that fig tree. I believe that he was praying to God. Saying, God, something's got to change. I believe that God was, was listening to every word he said when he said, God, I need an answer. I don't know where you're at tonight, but there might be somebody in here saying, God, I need an answer. I need something to be done. I can't make it another second. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going, why I'm coming, why I'm, I'm leaving to come here or go there. I don't know what's going on. I believe Nathaniel was underneath that fig tree and he was saying those things. I don't know what's going to happen. God, would you send an answer? And right as soon as those words come out of his mouth, something happened that, that changed the whole trajectory of his life to where now he's not sitting underneath that fig tree any longer, but some Somebody comes and gets him, taps him on the shoulder and says, I found the one that we've been looking for. I found the one that, that is supposed to be the king of the, 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 the Israelites. I found the Messiah. I have found him. And he comes in and finds this Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever been in that position where you've just laid it all on the line to God. I don't know if you've ever been there before where you've just set it all out in front of you. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in that place. I've been in that situation where I said, God, if you don't come in and take care of this, I am not moving another step. Moses said, if you don't go with us into the promised land, we are not moving any further. I've been there before where I've, I've just laid it all out in front of God. That I've, I've been hollering and screaming at the top of my lungs in prayer in my prayer closet. And saying, I am not moving another inch until God you take my foot and move it just a little bit. And when you move it, I'll know that that's the word of God. That that's the direction that you want me to go. Because I know my steps are ordered of the Lord. And I don't want to take a step without you moving on top of it. Without you moving my foot. Without you deciding where I should go but I think right now that Nathaniel is saying that I was praying under that fig tree there was something under that fig tree that was said that Jesus came and said I saw I heard I know what you're thinking and just then God showed up God sent the answer believe 100% without a doubt, that I cannot go another step unless you answer this prayer. No, I don't believe that he was in a sinful state at this time. 
And the reason that I don't think that he was in any kind of sinful state is because if you go all the way back, the first time a fig tree was ever mentioned in the Bible, it was not a time when two people were praying under that fig tree. But they were pulling the leaves off of the fig tree and sewing them together to cover up the sin that was going on in their lives. Nathaniel wasn't pulling those limbs down and sewing them together and trying to cover up sin. He was underneath the fig tree. He was underneath that tree praying, seeking God. See, I don't, I don't know about you, but we need to get back to the point that we're underneath the tree praying to God. We need to get back to the point that we are pouring it all out to God. Getting in the prayer closet and shutting the door and staying in there until the answer comes that we're looking for. The answer that God has given us. Not my will, but thy will be done, Lord. I believe he poured out his heart under that fig tree. You know, I don't, I don't know why. This came to mind when I was studying over this word. But I remember a man named Isaac in the Bible. And Abraham, his dad, was on his deathbed. And he, he called his servant to him. And he made his servant swear an oath. He said, I want you to go over into the land of our people. And I want you to bring back a wife for my son Isaac. Because I'm dying and I, I don't have the ability to go do that myself. I want you to promise me this. That you'll go and find somebody suitable for my son. And the servant looked at him and he said, what if I go and I find this person that you're asking me to go find. And, and that, that when I find that person... I tell them all that you've told me to tell them. And when I tell them all those things, they look at me and they say, I am not going with you. What happened? And Abraham looked at his servant and told him, he said, you'll be resolved of your oath. That you've done everything that I've asked you to do and they would not go with you. So the servant went to the land of Abraham's people, he goes over and he, he just happens to come on this particular well. And when he gets to this well, he says that if a woman comes out and I ask her of a drink and she not only gives me a drink, but also gives my camels a drink, then this is the one that I'm supposed to go and ask. Turns out he finds the exact thing that he was asking God for him to give him the sign for. And as he's doing that thing, he says, whose family are you from? And she told him the family. He said, that's the exact family that I need to find. So he goes home with her and he, he tells all these things. And you know what the Bible says? He says, will you come back with me? She said, I need to wait just a couple of days. Her family says, wait just a couple of days. You go back. And she'll wait just a couple of days. The servant asked, said, we don't have a couple of days. Will you come back with me today? Will you go back? I've got the camel saddled. I've got them ready to go. We're ready to take the journey to get back to Isaac. 
to the man that I need you to go and meet. She agrees. And what stood out to me in this is as this servant is coming with the camels and with Rebecca there on the camel, they come into the place that Isaac lives. And you know what Isaac was doing? Isaac was there in a field. Isaac was walking back and forth in the field. I don't know about you, but when I get in a, in a Holy Ghost moment of prayer, I start walking and pacing back and forth. You might sit down. You might stand up. You might kneel down. I don't know what you do, but I start walking back and forth. And Isaac's there in that field, and he's, he's looking around. He's praying to God, God, I need my wife to come back. I don't need her to wait. I don't need her to tarry. I pray that this servant brings her in, and I need her to be exactly what you called her to be I need you to to bring her here and just as he's praying over these things do you know what happened in that place the camels come over the hill the servant looks over the Rebecca looks at the servant said who is that he said that's Isaac that's the one I brought you back to marry listen young people I'm telling you right now if you're about to marry somebody if you're looking for somebody you better get out in the field and start praying for the one God wanted for you you better get out there and young ladies I'm telling you right now If you find that young man out in the field praying for you, that's the one God has in store for you. You better get your mind off the one that he don't have and get on the one that God wanted for you. I'm telling you that you will not be disappointed in the one standing out in the field praying for you, praying that you're exactly what God has called you to be. I'm telling you right now that God has got somebody in store for you. Quit looking all over the place. Find the one that's still in church. Find the one that's not afraid to get in the altar. Rebecca got down off of that camel, came to Isaac. The Bible says he was married. He became his wife. believe that God is hearing the prayers of his people. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that he's heard your prayers tonight. He knows exactly what you've been asking for. When Jesus came and said, I saw you under the fig tree, was the word changed the whole situation. Notice that that Philip didn't have the word. Notice that Philip didn't know what to say. That only Jesus knew how to fix the problem. That only Jesus knew how to take care of the the doubt that it was in his mind. I'm going to tell you right now, there's preachers all in this building. But we can't read your mind. We don't know what you said under that fig tree. But I've here, come here to tell you tonight, I found the one. Stand with me across this room.
See, if we'll start getting serious underneath the fig tree again. If we'll start getting serious down here at the altar again. God will start answering your prayers. Start moving into your life. Start changing your situation. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to happen. If you don't come and see. If you don't come and see. Philip told him, he said, come see. I'm standing here tonight. And I'm going to ask you if there's one in this place that's been waiting on a prayer to be answered. If there's one in this place that's been praying and they don't know where God is going to move them or how He's going to work things out, I'm inviting you right now. Come and see. It's your move. I've already found him. There's many in this building that have already found him. Come see. There's more in here tonight. Listen to me. When they built the temple of the Lord, they had the Ark of the Covenant, table for the showbread, the lampstand, they had the censer for the altar. They had the burn offering sacrifice altar. They had six things that were lined up inside of that temple. But there's one thing that people miss inside that temple. It's the first thing that you'll come to. the gate of the temple you see the priest ministered inside of the gate but the people came to the gate see it was their responsibility to come to I tell you tonight if something is going on that you don't have the answer to come and see I believe there's more here tonight. I believe there's more in this place that need an answer from God. It may be a health issue. It may be a finance issue. It may be something going on in your homes that you don't know what's going on with your kids. I'm telling you right now, come and see. Come and see.
specific from the Lord and he said greater things shall you see somebody needs to accept that right now greater things shall you see 
You've been sitting in the in the low. You've been sitting in the little. You've been satisfied with the minus. But I'm here to tell you there's greater things that God has for you. There's some chains going to be broken off of you. There's some freedom that you're going to get. There's some power that God's going to restore in your life. You've been sitting on the outskirts. God's wanting to bring you on the inside. Amen. Oh, but you got to believe. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You might not have seen it yet, but are, we, are you willing to walk in it? Are you willing to say, Lord, you've declared it. I believe it. I'm stepping out in it because I know that if you said it, it shall be done. Look, Israel had to step into the water before it departed. If you're waiting on the water to part, you're waiting for nothing. But if you'll step into the water, it is then that God begins to move. Amen? Somebody needs to step in the water tonight. You've been waiting on something, and God's saying, step into the water and watch me move. Step into it and watch me move. Amen? Greater is coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We thank you, God, that you're at work in this house. We thank you, Jesus, that you're the King of glory and the King of kings. We're thankful, God, that we know that your presence is
thank you so much. Pastor, what a great word from us. I pray that we be found under the fig tree, seeking the face of God. He's at work, amen. Lighter, but since she's in my house, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want you to close this in prayer tonight. Don't you love Sandy? Isn't she just a, a great builder? What a blessing she is. She's a connector in all of our churches, and just what a what a great blessing she is to the Church of God in Blunt County. Uh, Alan, you got a jewel in this lady. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Father God, we just thank you so much, Heavenly Father God, for what you're doing. God, we thank you for Kingdom Connections, Lord God. And God, it's all about you, Lord Jesus. God, let us do our part, Father God, to add to your kingdom, Lord God, that you, Father God, would get the glory, Father God. God, we just give you praise, honor, and glory. God, let us apply this word to our hearts, Lord God. God, we thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing, everything that's been said here tonight, Lord God. God, and just be with the people, God. Get them home safe until we meet again in your holy name.